welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we will discuss the upcoming election, our upcoming trip to Colorado, <coughs> Wait. and somewhat unexpectedly, our outlook on Christianity in America. Fact of the day, five of the eight Supreme Court Justices of the United States are Catholic, despite the fact that Catholics only make up 20% of the U.S. population as of 2019. And if you thought to yourself, wow, that is a particularly boring fact of the day, that's because I came up with it. That's right. I was a bit, I was a bit busy <laughs> this week. But, but, Take that. But it was, it, it was great, because I thought I was going to be home early. No, it was a tw- nice 12 and a half hour day. I text- yeah, I was a little surprised at that. Yeah, I texted you. I was like, hey, I need you to write up the script. And you're like, I can do that. And I was like, heckin' yes. But buddy. But buddy. Although I, I want to say about the fact of the day also, that I saw this really funny... John Mulaney, is that his name? Yeah. <clears throat> he he did a funny skit about being raised Catholic, and it was it was really funny, and I encourage people to go look for it. Um, yeah, I thought I, I just thought this was a I saw somebody post something about this on Twitter, and I was like, hold on, is that true? I looked it up. Yeah, turns out there's a lot of Catholics on the Supreme Court for some reason. That is kind of weird. Are you Catholic? I am Catholic. I am not. I I am spiritual with Buddha. That's not true. <laughs> I don't know why. I said that. <laughs> All right. Um. I don't know what I am. Maybe this well, is, maybe this is going to be the topic of the day. I mean, so I was I was raised Catholic. I do I no longer go to a Catholic hold, church. Hold on, hold on. My computer wants to do a restart. Let's not Ooh, do this right now. Let me pick a time. Well, maybe... Go ahead and keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I was raised Catholic. I go to a Presbyterian church now. Um, I went to Catholic church in college for... uh, For the, I think, the last three years. Or possibly two years. No, but it's it's an interesting experience. And there's definitely... Definitely wait, 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 wait. Did it. you say you were raised Catholic? Yes, I was raised... Really? At a really young age, I went to Catholic church. And I actually, I went to the classes that you did in order to... Uh, it's... Can, where in the Presbyterian church I go to, it, it would be, I guess, equivalent to confirmation. Like being... being Getting accepted as a part of the church. And I did that in for Catholic church and uh-huh. which is like uh you do your first communion and you do confession and uh, uh obviously baptism before that but uh so I, i've never been baptized really really never been baptized huh. i mean i take a lot of baths uh <laughs> that's 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 kind of similar <laughs> no yeah I've, I've um that's You've a... never been baptized <clears throat> so you're pro i'm so going you... to hell uh maybe that's it that's it (laughs) that's it i'm i'm going to hell because i've never been baptized so you probably weren't raised have you ever gone to church 
Um, I went to church as a very young boy until I was like maybe three. Okay, so you, you don't remember anything about it? Not a, not a, not a lick. No. Huh. Yeah, I, I've always kind of been like maybe. If your but if then, your parents if your parents were church going, then you probably were baptized. But if they sort of weren't, then probably not. Yeah, they they weren't really churchgoers. Like the only reason I went I went to church when I was three was because it, they were also. Um, this is before I, I moved to Hookstown, and mm. we and we were at Miss Tara's, because that was also in the church, but. That's that's not going to church though. Yeah, but I'm just saying that was at that church. Like, right. Well, maybe I didn't go to church then, because I I know I was at a church, but I I don't know if that was just like a a daycare or or the daycare what. Daycare we went to. No, when I was three. Oh. All I remember from that place is um. I don't even remember what it looks like. I just remember being outside in the grass at one point, and there was a white building, and that's it. That narrows it down. Yeah, that narrows your, it down. Was your babysitter the president? <laughs> <laughs> Good old George W. Nope. Wait, Wrong. senior? Wait, no, no, no. Oh, Bill. Was it Bill Clinton? It was Bill. Yeah, that would have been Bill Clinton. My bad. My B. Also, would have been a very bad babysitter. Yeah. For multiple reasons. So, real quick, I know this wasn't isn't our main topic, but heck, you have banter written down. It's on, there. It's right, written down there. So, what would you say the difference is growing up Catholic? Is it more strict? Yes. Um, in the Catholic Church, there's a emphasis placed on. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever, if you ever see pictures of church, the churches that are like super extravagant on the inside and the priests are all wearing robes yeah, and the uh, ushers are also wearing robes, like that's Catholic church. Mm -hmm. That's, it, it's it, obviously I, I don't, I, I wasn't there whenever Christianity was founded, but they make it a point to try to adhere to the traditions that were made during the time, or at least uh, be in a similar spirit. And so it's very like, by the book, you do this, and then you do this. Uh, whereas other Protestant churches, while some of them are do maintain some of those practices, uh, the pres or the pro some of the Protestant movements um, are more loosey-goosey with their um with how they practice so whenever you see churches where it's like there's a big worship band with guitars and drums and stuff those are <clears throat> i wouldn't i wouldn't say i go to presbyterian church and even those vary a good bit mm -hmm. but um it's definitely a protestant line of uh of church for those kind of settings hmm yeah, I mean, it, like, whenever you think of all the sort of Christian imagery that you've ever looked at in your day-to-day -day life, there's a huge variety of the uh, types of Christianity that there are uh, just in America. Like, right. heck, you always r read about the Southern Baptist Church and things like that, where it's like, uh, you know, it, it's not exactly... Um, 
nobody's dressed like the Pope or anything, but they're still really strict adherents. Uh, whereas Catholic Church, you do have people in the, um, the traditional vestments, and then uh, a lot of Protestant church going is somewhere in the middle of that, where it's like more relaxed, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 really just a wide world, right? But growing up like in the household, like your mom, your your parents never really seemed like. No, it was very much, you know, you did that once you were in church, and then outside of that, you sort of left it there. Not, I wasn't like raised, I wasn't raised to practice it in my life actively and recognize when I was practicing it. It was sort of, I went to church sometimes, and the church I went to was Catholic, which itself is sort of an experience. Okay, okay, because, so I, I dated a person who was like heavily catholic and they were practicing yes yes mm. and like in the home too and like you, you could tell you could tell like they're nice yeah. they're nice they're nice people but it, it gets kind of crazy sometimes <laughs> yeah i agree but um i think i don't know if, if we've actually talked about this i think i'm i identify more as agnostic at this point mm-hmm I'm going to neither confirm nor deny. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful. Like I I really do hope that there is something more after life. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, it is it is what it is and if I go to hell because of that, you know, so be it, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, you sort of get into tricky territory because anyone's speculation on what happens uh or what the judgment of God would be if you don't practice or you weren't bad like let's say tomorrow you started you became a devout something right and then um but you never got baptized there's a school of thought also that would be like well even though you tried your hardest you're going to hell yeah it's like you know i i can't say one way or the other who's right or wrong but i think being an agnostic is um i I, it's a well-reasoned position i would say because on the other side of it, I've heard people. I, I've heard people literally say, "Like, I'm a, like working in the science field. I'm a man of science. That's why I don't believe in God." And it's like, okay, I I forgot the day of uh, general chemistry where we broke out the godometer and looked at it and it said <laughs> zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like okay, like, sure. I also think the reason I'm I. I identify more as agnostic is also also just because I don't want to just pick one religion. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Because I I I I I personally accept everyone. Like I don't care. I don't care what your religion is. It is what it is, and that's great. I'm not going to tell you to change it. Whatever. It's made you the person you are today. But I don't like all all the hate on each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's, I mean... That's another reason that digs into it where I'm like, I just don't want to pick a side. Well, yeah, I used to I used to be an atheist as well, and I was like... I'm not saying know, I'm an atheist. Well, yeah, no. Pierce but, from Community would call me a lazy man's atheist. <laughs> <laughs> just watch that episode, too. <laughs> but, I, yeah, there's a... There's, Christianity is defi- has definitely earned its 
all the hate it gets and its numbers dwindle as a result uh, they're not really interested in growing their population they're just sort of worried about um, weird forms of ideolo or ideological purity um, you know like there's still the older generation a lot of people still believe that uh, being gay is a sin mm. and things like that and they're not interested in so it, it'd be one thing if you were just like as a um, as a Christian, if you just pandered to people and said, uh, I didn't do any research, but if you're gay, yeah, whatever, come on in. We just need more people to fill the pews. Mm -hmm. Like, that'd be one thing. But, you know, a, a, an honest reading of the Bible doesn't really lend itself to that sort of thought, but it was something that has been passed down in the tradition of Christianity. Right. And people just adhere to that stuff. And so, and, and as, as a result, they don't try to reach out to those people and, or they try to impose on them their form of ideological purity in order for them to become a part of their church. And, you know, it's, it's hard to convince people not to do that. It seems like the younger generation who is more critical of that is willing to accept, um, homosexuality and things like that. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just something something that not everybody comes to terms with and thinks about critically. And that sort of goes with uh, evolution as well. The, um, I, the, as far as I can tell, the pushback against evolution in Christianity is that the idea of evolution was posed in a way where Charles Darwin was like stating it as if this was the proof that God didn't exist. And so while the while evolution is obviously correct, what he said about it reflects like it's it's completely non-related. Right. But uh, for the for the church to sort of get that information sort of tied to each other, that evolution is real and it means God doesn't exist. They really they didn't bother with separating the two concepts, and so they said, okay, people who believe in evolution are obviously an open rebellion of christianity or the christianity's ideals and so we're just not going to deal with it right so yeah it's yeah I, I, <laughs> it, <laughs> the the field of defending your faith is called apology apologism i guess and uh it's an interesting field but it gets it gets complicated quickly so buddy buddy what is your take on keeping religion separate from the state because that the fact of the day kind of looks makes it look like religion has more involvement in in this well in the whole government in itself so what's your take on it should it be separate or should it have some involvement um yes i i think the idea of separation of church and state is yeah. good, but there's sort of it, it, the the idea is sort of mis. I, I I guess it's not applied. Um. Quite the same. It's not applied in a consistent manner across the board and across time. So just just as an example, I would say a good example of what responsible separation of church and state looks like 
is is just on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. It's not like as much as people want to complain about it, and and we can get into this later. It's not it's not like these people adhere to cultural religious ideology, and that's the only way they vote. Because if, if that's if that's how they always voted, then people would be getting a lot less mad at them because then they'd just be doing what everyone expects them to do. Mm. But it's the fact that, you know, even though five of the eight remaining Supreme Court justices are Catholic, it's not like somebody's putting in a, a thing that's <clears throat> thing that's Catholic and they're saying, yep, 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 looks good to me, and everyone else can just go um, kick rocks or something. It's... Uh, they are Catholic, and that's just how they practice their everyday life, but they can put that in a box and then sort of shove it to the side and then go and be interpreters of the Constitution, which is their job, right. and adhere to it like that. But the the separation of church and state is sort of... It's one thing to say that you don't want a theocracy where you know the protestants get in power and then they impose their will which is something that has happened before it so the reason i might have said this before but the reason private schools are sort of synonymous with catholic schools is that because uh public education was generally protestant uh uh-huh. before people really started in, imposing um uh, imposing restrictions on what religion could do in schools so it's um so we're getting closer to what a just system would look like under that because it's not the separation of the church and state rightly is so that uh people can't impose their religion on other people but that isn't to say that um christian ideals aren't important to the way we understand the the constitution Right, because a, a huge Christian like the basic Christian ideal is that all men are all men are equal in the eyes of God, and that's part of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence that all people are created equal. Yeah, and so it's it's one thing to say religion has nothing to do with how we should how how we should consider the state, but. Um, what what about uh, churches paying taxes? Um, I because I I um while you were explaining that, I I was trying to think of that the one dude who's in he's a pastor in uh, Texas. Joel Osteen. Oh, is well, that he, what you're talking about? No, I was thinking of Kenneth Copeland because he was part of that funny meme going around. Which one was that? And I'll blow the COVID away. <gasps> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that that talk about talk about the variety of church in but, america but um do you know how much he's worth his net worth i i don't want to know but please tell me oh hold on let me make sure i have this number correct let me actually read it i looked at it and then i looked at something else i have 300 300 million dollars <sighs> 300 million. Oh, okay, no. You know, that's, that's so, a lot. So, so he's not quite a billion, not quite a billionaire, but n- no. well on his way. But what does this guy do? Like he has the trust of the people who are willing to give him money. 
That's all. That's all I can say, for certain. Like, if if he's the type of person that I think he is. Oh, hold I, on. I, I didn't look him up, but this is he, this side is saying. This side is saying he's his net worth is seven hundred and sixty million. Well, well, whatever. You know, once it's once it's over three hundred million, who's really counting? Joel Olstein um, is only forty million. Wow. He was my favorite but, out, of the, out of the millionaires. Okay. <laughs> but, like, um, so they're the, they have, they preach to an audience that is in dire need of success in their life. And the way they use the gospel is to justify the belief that you will be successful in life so that you no longer have to suffer in life. But that's 100% wrong. The yeah, Bible yeah, the, okay. the Bible promises exactly the opposite. That's what it I was says, that's what I was going to say. So aren't they like preaching the wrong things? <laughs> the, in a way? Yes. Yes. They're no, more 100%. like mo- they're, they're more like motivational speakers than they are actual Yes. Yeah, uh, I I I I firmly believe they're preying on people. Yeah. Um if they, you know, if they take their money and they contribute it to charity or whatever, I'm perfectly fine with that. I still, I still don't agree with the prosperity gospel that they preach, and that's obviously not the, what they're doing. Also, that they're not giving money to charity; they're keeping it. Right. And it again, it'd be different if uh, Joel Osteen preached to his um, congregation of thousands of people. Um, Getting to know your pastor personally is a treat, and I I recommend that. But you know he, he can he even he can, closed his doors to people, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, it was that, that's a whole different thing. I mean, we can get that into that, but it, it's sort of tangential to, you know, I I think he preaches he preaches prosperity gospel. He says you will be successful in life if you believe in God hard enough and if you ask him for the right things, and, you know separating those two concepts of taking all that money and then preaching that I can disagree wholly with what he's preaching about the gospel. If he was collecting that money, the 40 million that he's worth and then distributing it to the people who were in need, that'd be entirely different or it wouldn't be entirely different. Then I would only disagree with what he's preaching, but no, instead he's all, he's preaching things that are unbiblical on top of the fact that he is keeping the money for himself, which right. is predatory. And you see that a lot with, you know, the the uh, evangelicals on the television who... The, the television. On the you telly. See that with, <laughs> with, yeah, the old tube. No, uh, the people, the TV preachers that you see who ask you to send money and they'll send you oils and then you do the things like that. Like... That's it's wrong. I don't. <laughs> I, I wish they would stop. Yeah. Um, but those are the people. You know, those are the people who are driving people away from the church. I, those are the people that atheists who are hostile to the Christian um, culture can hold up and say, "These, of course, these people are trying to destroy you. Just look at this idiot." And right. Um, but you know, every, every sort of it's wrong on both sides. 
Yeah, um, you can't have the extremes with stuff like that. Right. It, it, there just has to be a little bit of nuance to it. Like, right. obviously those people are praying. And so, but that that's entirely separate from the whole taxes thing. But do I think that's a productive and true form of practicing Christianity? No, certainly not. Um, that being said, the taxation thing sort of, if it's related to that concept at all, it's the reason churches can get away with not being taxed is because there are institutions that were were and are extremely important to how society functions. And um, look, I, I, I can't say exactly why they're not being taxed, but if I had to guess, that's why. That they were being taxed because they served essential functions that the government couldn't carry out on the kind of scale that churches did. Right. But the trade-off to that is they can't be political in nature. and They seem to be kind of that way, don't they? So <laughs> it would be different. It, so that's where I'm going to disagree because it would be different if um, the Protestant movement, I don't know, I forget which part I'm, this is going to sound bad. I don't know which part of the Protestant denomination is, is the church that I attend. Mm-hmm. But the reason for that is the difference is like there's PCUSA, which is the Protestant Church of the United States of America, and then there's like USAP or I, I don't know. There, there's a whole bunch of different strains, and they're hard to keep apart from one another. Right. But it's not like they aren't the ones making political statements. It's just that they have. Um, there's a culture that. Uh, gets you to vote in a sort of block like you can talk about steel workers in uh, Pittsburgh the same exact way it's not that the union is saying vote for Joe Biden or whatever right it's it's or I, I guess legally they're allowed but let's say they're in the same position that a church was in where they couldn't speak out uh, politically and they didn't get taxed as a result they they would just say look, you don't have, like, they're not going to go out and say, vote for Joe Biden or whatever. It's just that all of the people in that group have roughly the same interests, and so they're right. going to vote for whoever supports those interests. Yeah. Let's let's move on <laughs> past this now. Hey, buddy, <laughs> I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. How was your day? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a deep rabbit hole. Well, that I I wanted I saw an opportunity to change it into a topic, and so I was like, "Hey, that's the topic Good today." Good call. Um, so my day, buddy. Let me tell you about my day. All right. So I um I was given some given a job to do. I went and did it. Did it in like record time. Everything went smoothly. We um set up a tent for a guy. He who um he's actually a chef. So that was pretty cool. He also Wait, did a chef for who? Uh, a hotel in. It was a Marriott. No, the Renaissance restaurant in Pittsburgh. Okay. And um, he was laid off, and since the COVID stuff happened, dude also did ten years in the Navy. And so that was kind of <laughs> cool. But um, yeah, everything went so smoothly <clears throat> there. We got back, loaded stuff for tomorrow. And we were like, dude, it's like one o'clock. We're about to be out here early today. No, no, no. 
<laughs> no, we so. weren't. Just, we worked eight and a half hours today. I'm on, on that OT again. So, yeah, this is, this has just been my life for the past, like, five weeks. Just <laughs> getting crazy amounts of OT and just barely scraping by physically and mentally. <laughs> but not monetarily. No, no. Monetarily, I don't, I, look, I'm living it up. I don't want to, like, brag, but I got a lot of money and no time to spend it. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Going to Colorado. That's that's Ooh. all it's been getting me through. Yeah, so that's been my day. That's good. Yeah. So let's let's uh, move on past all that good stuff too. That's all right. I had a pretty uneventful day too, buddy. Buddy, how was your day? I'm, I thought. Gosh, you you went you on not... for so long about <laughs> other stuff. I thought covered. How was your day? We did not. Um. <laughs> I had I got to stay home today. Um, oh, yeah. So that's I envy it. you. Actually, I, I, I don't know how, but I've become the kind of person who needs to respond to emails, which is pretty hilarious because I didn't start using email until like sophomore year of uh, undergrad. Like uh-huh. I, I just would not use it. Just refused. Um, but here we are. I responded to like five emails before 10 o'clock this morning with people needed things and they were bugging me for things, but just a lot of that, it's like... That's the job I, I want. I'm ready. I'm ready for my job in menial administration. That's all. Why do you keep highlighting that, that script? I'm just, I'm fiddling with stuff. I need <laughs> to put my... You're I need, confu- I need confusing me. <laughs> I thought you were trying to lead me to something, but you keep highlighting the fact. I could see, I could see why, I could see why you think that. No, I am fiddling. I should get something more quiet to fiddle with, but I don't have anything at the moment. So, uh, now moving on from that to our other topic, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Was it this week or last week? I'm already last Friday. Last Friday, at 87 years old. Right. And she, she was the ninth Supreme Court justice. We sort of didn't explicitly mention that there was nine Supreme Court justices regularly, but yeah. Right. So a lot of people have been responding to this, and like, I don't want to call it a panic, but That's... a little frantic. <laughs> Frantically. Yeah, that's a fair characterization. I mean, I'm I'm actually not seeing as much heated debate as I would expect. It seems like everybody sort of has. We know how this is going to end now, and maybe maybe that wasn't true a few days ago. But what do you mean? So, so what have you what have you been seeing? Number one, I guess. So I I saw some people. Saying like your the, your defender, our defender is gone, of like um, you know LGBTQ plus rights. Just pretty much like leftist stuff or more liberal leaning stuff, and then I've also seen people from the right saying like, you're all freaking out over one person, holding all all your responsibilities or not your responsibilities, your uh, values. Like, aren't you seeing the real problem now kind of stuff? 
Okay. So I'm seeing yeah. it from left and right. Okay. Like, like, why are you guys afraid of w one person holding all the power? Like, this is what we need to stop, and then it's like, oh, our protector is gone. Hmm. So stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, sort of the way I see it is it, mm. there's a... Mm. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm also seeing... Um, um, I forget if it's they want to vote in, put in another Supreme Court justice, or they don't. Well, something okay. about Obama wasn't allowed? Or Yes. He, okay. So, the reason... So, there's sort of multiple reasons why this is a big deal. Um, number one, just because... Um, if you get to appoint a Supreme Court justice with their own, with a certain um, tendency to vote, this this is why it's super it's super complicated with this because, like I said before, these people put their ideologies into a box and sort of forget about it, and they're really good at doing that, but people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I I'll get into that later, but um, so. Um, the reason they're comparing this to Obama is because in his last year of his presidency, um, he had a um, Supreme Court nom uh, Justice Antonin Scalia had just died, and he was a he was considered widely as the most conservative person on the court. Um, okay. So whenever he died, it was Obama's turn to nominate someone to the court to fill that spot. And mm -hmm. how it generally works is the president nominates someone, and then the Senate votes to confirm that person. Okay. What had happened was shortly after Obama got elected, he lost the Senate uh, to the, to the Republicans. The Democrats lost the um, majority, and by that point in the country, we were voting along partisan lines to confirm these sorts of positions, and so Obama nominated his guy but they didn't have the votes to confirm him as a Supreme Court justice. And Mitch McConnell had denied it uh, because he was the leader of the Senate at that point. Uh -huh. And the reasoning behind it was on its, on its face, they were saying, this is the last year of his presidency. We don't want to confirm this judge. We want to see what the, see what the voters have to say. Um, as far as who they would prefer to appoint a nominee. Right. Um, and this, w it was Mitch McConnell stalling for time. Yeah. And, uh, whether it was, you know, it's, it's his, it was his game to play. He, they have the Senate, that's the rules that they, they decide how that works. Um, and it was actually, it was a Democrat who changed the rules that let that to happen because, uh, before they needed a, uh, Oh, I don't want to. Too far. Too far. He he had he had the opportunity to stop stall the um, confirmation, so he did. Okay, whatever. Um, but he sort of justified it with this noble cause as, oh, let's let the voters have a say in how this is decided. So, 2016 rolls around. Lo and behold, Trump wins. Um, so he gets to put in his nominee. That's how Neil Gorsuch gets appointed to the Supreme Court. He's considered more conservative than um, 
um, Merrick Garland, who was Obama's intended Supreme Court nominee. Uh huh. And so Democrats, quote unquote, lost that seat. Right. Okay. Um. I. Yeah. So that's. So and Trump so gets not, the, now the, the same thing is happening with Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So except they're the, actually trying, like the Senate is pushing, to get someone in there now, right? Right. So the the roles have been reversed. So whereas the Democrats were saying no, push Merrick through Merrick Garland through, he's he's obviously the person who needs to be appointed. These are the rules that the president says who goes on it. And the Republican says, no, 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 let's let the voters decide. Now we have a Republican president with a Republican-controlled Senate, and the Democrats are now saying, no, 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 we must let the voters decide. Um, and the Republicans are saying, no, 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 we must rush this person through because this is the president's duty. This is their job. Mm. So so it's it's a bunch of hoopla. With yeah, with that, the um the sort the jig is up as far to, as far as uh, putting any notable noble cause to this. It's obvious just whoever has the political power is doing what they will with it, and you know that's not good. <laughs> like mm. whenever whenever we can rely on our all of our elected officials just completely disregarding whatever they had to say about this these situations whenever they weren't in political power or even when they were in political power like because the roles are entirely reversed there's the people who are complaining that the republicans are doing something they said they weren't going to do but it just as much the democrats are also flipping their position right so it, it just it, none, none none of the rhetoric matters anymore it's just who has the power to do what right it's a bunch of stupid crap right but, 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 it is but. our, I'm going to jump, it is our civic duty to ha use this platform we have to tell people to go and vote, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good transition? That was all right. Yeah, so... I the the way I wanted to tee this up, and you know, it, it's it's all gonna fall apart now, uh, because much like the Senate, we don't work and we don't keep our word, at least as far as the uh, notes are concerned. <laughs> because in between in between these two topics, we have Venus, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, I feel but, like uh, Venus is is more lighthearted, so we'll save that for the second. We'll save that for later. No, so this sort of. We are we are now currently in the middle of an election. Uh, people are literally voting. There have been votes now for people mm -hmm. for either Joe Biden or Trump. So this or is the other or the other gonna, two or or whoever and also whoever Hawkins and uh, Jorgensen Jorgensen on the libertarian ticket Hawkins on a Green Party ticket. Um So all yeah. all I want to say with this is uh we encourage you all to go vote. There's pl if you want to know like where to look and see what these candidates have to offer, there's a pro con thing that we're going to link to the podcast. 
It's also called 2020election.procon.org. Not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) So check that out. And um, I I watch a lot of a um, Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link. They also have another site that's called votelikeabeast.com. That kind of sets you up where you can create a ballot, look at all the different candidates for both uh, Congress and the presidency. So check all that good stuff out and be informed and make a vote according to your values. <laughs> I yeah. was actually gonna, I was going to go a different direction on this, but really, I'll let that stand. Um, also, wear a freaking mask, bro. Oh god. Has that so you you mentioned this a little before we started? Is that something that's come up again? What that people aren't doing? Oh, buddy. Oh, so I don't. Actually, can I? I just I want to draw the line hard between what the Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the civic stuff was supposed to be. Okay. Um, the only reason I mentioned the Ruth Bader Ginsburg stuff is not because we have. Um, legal scholars listening to the podcast um we do although if we do um (laughs) please please reach out because we need guests um no it's just to say that this the election is underway and this is gonna be you're gonna see a lot of the same dynamics at play with the ruth bader ginsburg thing and the new appointment of a judge which will happen there, there will be a new justice appointed by the end of this, or before the election is called. Um, but it's just going to be bad. And uh, try to get the most accurate information you can. That means not going to Facebook first. Any social media. Any social media. Stay away <laughs> from social media. If, when... if, you've got some, if you've got some friends who sometimes stress you out before this all happened, there's a 30-day 30, 30 snooze button on Facebook. If you decide to go to Facebook, you can snooze the people who are causing you problems for 30 days. It's 43, 42-ish days to the election. Just snooze them, and then just decide who you want to vote apart from all of that. It's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. And we'll share the links in our uh, social media and other stuff for you guys to find places to go. Check all that good stuff out. Yeah, and so we can get to the we can get to the pro con thing here in two seconds. The only so my everyone has been making the call to go and vote, and it's it's everywhere for me. And I sort of I'm a little wary of the people the the calls to go and vote. Like we haven't seen anything like this before. What are you and talking so, about? Every every sort of, um, you know, you go into podcast, you go, the Facebook, the first thing you see whenever you see Facebook, are you registered? I saw this with Hillary and Trump. Did you? Yeah. I okay. saw it a lot. Maybe maybe it's just the podcast for me then. Because I, I listen to, there's a YouTube channel called Funhouse. I listen to the Dude Soup podcast sometimes. And... Um, during one of the one of the podcasts, the first thing they said was, "You know, go and vote. Make sure you're registered." And you're saying like the Rhett and Link thing. But what did what did Rhett and Link have to say about the 2016 election? Did they did they also encourage people to go vote? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. 
Maybe I'm just completely out of my mind here. I think you are. I I don't remember so much people calling attention to going I mean, and voting. I think it I think it's because you weren't <laughs> a Twitter user very much a lot like a couple years ago as you are yeah, sure. now. So maybe you're but seeing I, it more there. I don't think I get a lot of it from Twitter. Like like I I think it's the podcasts, the um well, I mean, I, 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 Pandora, I don't... Pandora as well. I, I, uh... I even heard it on other, like, radio stations to go vote. Or get registered to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But maybe... So maybe it's like... Uh... Seem, things seem like we're in, we're in deep trouble right now. And so yeah. that's why people are like... And then there's also, like, the defense defensive for, like pro-trump people you're like go vote for go vote for trump go vote for trump and then you have the other side like yo we gotta we gotta stop this we gotta stop this now so it's just an increase on both sides so i don't know maybe that's why you're seeing it more yeah yeah i, I just i i think it's weird to see like the calls I, to vote from places that are otherwise entirely independent from politics yeah I feel the urgency is more is is deeper for it, but right. the amount that I've seen it is about the same, maybe a slightly more. Yeah, I just yeah, I I feel like I'm seeing it way more often than I did in 2016. Like I I sort of remember that election, and it was I don't I don't know. Yeah, do I? I can't say I can't say for sure. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm a little, I, I don't know how I feel about otherwise entirely unpolitical things telling me to go vote like it's the last thing I should do. If, if I should do this, even if it's the last thing I do on this earth. Right. So yeah, it, the urgency is sort of. That's what's getting you. It's jarring to me. I think we need to finish on something light. Let's just get into it. Get into what? Weds. Weed. Ready? I'm going to set it up. Tell me when I've got a good timestamp. You can just go whenever. Buddy. Buddy. Are we putting an audible in this thing? No. I think it might. I, th- I think we've. It's I, been enough weeks. I think that. I think the people need Audible. Maybe. I was. I don't have the thing. That's fine. Well, I, I, we could pull it from another podcast and just. Actually, it, I, I do have the smack. thing. I do have the thing. It's on. Just jump drive. Sm- Wait. Smack that right in the middle. So was that not? Are we not? Was that not to start? We're going to Colorado soon. But we are going to Colorado. On. Uh, oh boy. In less than it's 48 hours. I'll, in less than 48 hours, at least oh. I will be in Colorado by that point. Oh, that's scary. That is so, scary. Hold yeah, on. Before before we get of... before before we get into your topic, like I'm a little bit nervous of just about flying. I'm curious to see what the mask situation is like. So I my bro, when my brother came over, he said you had to wear the mask the whole time, so I'm not. I just bought a new mask, so I'm good to go. But um, 
I'm worried about having to pee on a plane because I'm afraid to stand up. <laughs> Have you never? You've been on a plane. We Once. were on a plane together. Yeah, and I even flew a plane by myself before, but not. So what are you, what are you worried about? I just, just like for three and a half hours, like, bro, that's that's a little freaky to me. I'm gonna try to fall asleep because it's still gonna be early in the morning, but I don't know. I'm just a little. Like, in the whole, like, going through uh, security and all that stuff. It's not like, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but <laughs> it just, like, freaks me out a little bit. Gives me a little bit of anxiety. It's like, am I going to fly? My problem is I haven't been through an airport enough to know where I'm going. So, like, it's finding my little... terminal and everything and going on the uh, the, the trams. Pittsburgh's a big airport. That's sort of is it? Uh, not not like super big, but navigating it's. I feel like not, Denver's going to be big. I feel like but Denver's no, going to so be huge. Th- that's that's sort of what. Oh, Denver. Yeah. Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, I, that's going to be. I've heard Denver Airport is like monumental. But yeah, so I'm I want to spend a little time in the airport. <laughs> but like Reagan's so small, I was. I went there for a thing for school, and uh, you take the metro in, you cross a bridge, all of a sudden you're at security. And then you go through security, and then it's literally like a three-minute walk, and you're at the only terminal that exists. Except, I've heard of this, there's a fabled terminal that is completely separate from the airport that you have to, like, walk walk out of the building to get to, which which is pretty fantastic. Apparently, like, <laughs> we're, we're getting, we're like, getting, we're getting away. We're getting away. Fine. Uh, <laughs> right. So you're scared of air travel, but buddy, we're going to Colorado. We Whether you like Colorado. it or not. I know I'm going to go and, uh, <laughs> got everything good. Everything's set. My bank knows we're good. <laughs> My bank does not care. I've spent money out of the, out of the state. And they're like, they didn't notify me or anything. But buddy, buddy, yet again we're going to Colorado. Yet again, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Third time. Um, First time. They for both they of have us. things in Colorado, buddy. Some would call them illegal things, depending on where you are. Depending on where you are, buddy. But also, some would say the majority of the population has used these things. I don't know if I stick with majority anyway maybe maybe one time we're it's weed we're talking about weed everybody uh-oh i hear it that's that's producer work going <laughs> that's on it's happening <laughs> whoa i remember to preface this i remember in high school being surprised at the amount of people who smoked weed like I was like, oh, you know, maybe like <laughs> 10, 10 people, maybe. No. No. Poor, poor naive Jordan. Over 94 million people as of, I think this is from 2007. Is this American? Yeah. So that's only... Uh, Drugfreeworld.org, man. <laughs> There's only 30, that's only 30% of Americans. Um, Who will admit to it? 
55 million adults currently use it, 78 million have tried, 20 million use it yearly. Uh, yeah, anyway, just keep going. Keep going. I mean, I'm looking for your input as well here, buddy. What did you say? What Did, did you ask lie. me something? Weed. That's all I said. Weed. It is a plant. It grows it using photosynthesis. Uh, all right. Has how, do, how does photosynthesis it? happen, though? I don't know. <laughs> SpongeBob, if people doesn't don't know what I'm talking about. Um... <laughs> No, so we're going to Colorado, and the question is, are we going to use the weed? Is that what you wanted me to get? Is that, did you want me to say it? Yes. I said it. Are That's we going to, to use the weed? No. No? No. No? <laughs> it's bad for you. I'm definitely not going to smoke it. Definitely not going to smoke it. That's bad for your lungs, too. It is bad for your lungs. Don't smoke cigarettes. I, I, would, I would rather someone smoke weed than smoke cigarettes. How's that? How's that? Uh, I think I, I think I can't disagree with you except for the fact that weed is punished Stank. punished far more harshly under the law. Well, y- yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm just saying it weed seems healthier than cigarettes. Is what I'm saying. I can I, I would agree with that. Don't don't be around me because that stuff stinks real bad. <laughs> but so what did you want? What did you want me to say about the weed? I don't know. Are you gonna eat it? Let's just call it. I you can eat it. There are, are ways but, you can eat it. Are are we going to consume weed? Like, are we going to consume weed? Like, because I, I we're not gonna smoke it. I I already know that emphatically. <laughs> that will not happen. <laughs> Well, how do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? Let's just start with that. It doesn't... Well, I've never done it, first of all. I've never done the weed. <laughs> sure. Okay. I really haven't. Look, I'm not your CIA... Uh, <laughs> Buddy, I, I really... I'm, I'm not your... I'm not your, the do you, guy wait, doing do you your really job not believe me? I'm not, I'm not do the you guy really, doing the CIA no. job interview. Do you really not here. believe me right now? No, I believe you. I was like, I was like, I really have never. All I'm saying is, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's trying to give you a job. That's all. I don't, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> You're the one that wrote this. I'm, I'm gaslighting you in the most entertaining way possible. <laughs> so, are you? Do you want to consume it? I have never, I've never really been interested. Like I have, I have a vague curiosity. Like, That's all mine is. You know, I, I've never done skydiving, but you know, so sure be interesting. So will we consume it and then record part of a conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Could it, could it potentially be our most viewed podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just gotta hype it real hard. Just hype it real hard. All week. It's just going to be up to five days. Different leaf. (laughs) (laughs) As a countdown. That's my idea. Um, Perfect. No, so, yeah. That's, uh, I don't, I, I, weed has its benefits for people. Um, it seems to help people. Uh, it's. Watching too much Joe Rogan. (laughs) You listen to Joe Rogan. 
It's you or, can watch them. You, know, I've actually, you don't I've watch actually, it or listen to it. It's an experience. It's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I <laughs> I agree with some, like most of that. Like it seems like not enough re- people have been saying not enough research has come out on weed for years, like nearly half a decade. When is the research going to be done? Number one, and <laughs> they keep forgetting about it. Yeah. <laughs> they started. They're like, they're like, dude, we should probably we should probably do something about this. There are entirely entire scientific journals committed to covering weed progress. So I I don't know if I believe that. It no, it seems kind of weird. It, there is an actual concern in that. In that I think. There should be like some definitive data on it, but whatever. That's besides the point. It seems like the stigma against it has really prevented any uh, serious evaluation of its benefits. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's annoying to me. Like, you know, otherwise, it, if it wasn't smoked by dudes who followed around uh, the Living Dead in the 70s or whatever there'd be no question they'd just be studying it and saying this is what it does this is what it doesn't do so that's annoying but um that being said the people who were following the living dead or the grateful dead sorry that's that's what i'm talking about the grateful dead in the 70s or 80s or 60s or whatever year that was um i feel like those kinds of people are overhyping it and being like this solves literally every problem ever so that's my fear. <laughs> that's that my it does fear. solve everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's my fear. Like if 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 I were like, to try it once, right? And I just become superhuman. I go into a blind, and then all all of a sudden, I'm like, all my aches and pains are gone. I'm happy. I am confident. That then then I you got a twenty four hundred on your SATs. <laughs> yeah. Then then in my mind, it'll slowly progress. Be like. Oh god, I'm too okay right now. Oh god, everyone knows I'm I. <laughs> you ever see the movie Limitless? <laughs> oh. Bradley Cooper takes a drug that makes him the perfect human being. I'm going to start wa- I'm going to start walking up walls. <laughs> That's Spider-Man. <laughs> At least I- at least I'll think I'll be walking up walls. I'll just be over there flopping in the corner. Oh god. Oh goodness. Um Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not committed enough to the idea of trying weed for its supposed benefits. Like I I don't know, that just doesn't interest me. There I'm has curious to, be to see else. what it does. I want to know how I feel. If <laughs> like I I'm that's my only curiosity is I want to know what it feels like. Because yeah. whenever you, you're trying to describe what being uh, drunk is to people, it's like, oh, you can't, you're unbalanced, you're this and that. Then you ask someone, like, what's being high like? And they're like, oh, dude, it's the best. It's just like you feel, you're so aware of everything going on. And I'm like, dude, I already feel hyper aware. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds just... like, this sounds like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> And it could be. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, so you're super anxious. Yeah. Here comes super anxiety. <laughs> but no, I, 
I'm I'm curious about it. And um, I don't know if if we're may, maybe I don't know if we should put this part in or not. Um, I always say that it always goes in. We we do, but if we try it in Colorado, maybe we'll tell you. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll try to keep it a secret as long as possible. Yeah, I've may- seen that. I've seen so. Or we'll record and we won't say, and then we'll have you guys say. <laughs> right. Were those guys high? Yeah. Well, that, th- this is also the giant pandering play where it's like you know, you watch you watch the YouTube video where they say they smoked weed and you're like, yeah, this is the best episode. Maybe that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, but you know, weed is a gateway drug. So, Actually, now that I think about it, if I ever want to have a uh, government job, there there should be absolutely no illusions to me smoking weed in in any situation my entire life, and there definitely shouldn't be any documented evidence of it. Well, good thing we won't be smoking it. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't, we won't be we smoking won't. it. Yeah. We won't be That's smoking true. it. Oh my goodness! I am 100% against that. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, weed is a gateway drug, and soon we'll have to up the next episode, wink, wink, maybe, with cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) You told me these were powdered donuts. It's like, did I? What? (laughs) And we'll do DMT. Well, so if we do a cocaine podcast, then it would just turn into us... (laughs) No. <laughs> it would just turn into us uh, doing uh, stock Our normal sales. podcast. What? Like in the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> doing what? Stock sales? <laughs> uh, like the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, that'd be great. No. <laughs> Oof. If there was anything that convinced me not to do illegal drugs, it was probably the Wolf of Wall Street. Because that movie was just like... It was It was weird. Uh, did you watch that with me? I don't know, but I definitely watched it. I just... Uh, I, I don't want to focus on that. Never mind. All right. I think this <laughs> is the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's that's it. That's this, this is the end. All right. Uh, see you guys next week. Live from Colorado. <laughs> it's Saturday night. Monday night. <laughs>